The following program is not intended for children under 13, even though 13 is the spookiest of numbers. It contains coarse language, mature content, stories about ghosts, it's kind of spooky, and also I am not responsible for the things that come out of my wife's mouth. Listen at your own risk. Joy to the world, the spooks have come, and now everything is scary. It's supposed to be a Christmas episode, so I'm starting with a song, and Kaya tells all the spooky stories, and Kaya tells all the spooky stories, so you can listen and love all the spooks. Oh, oh, hello, and welcome to another episode of A Spooky Stories, a Christmas edition. Ooh, oh. I'm your ghost co-host and your big boy, Santa boy, I'm Matt McComb, the kooky one. And I'm the spooky one, Kaya, and today we are going to be taking another virtual trip to Halifax. Yes! Let's go back to Nova Scotia, where all the things are seafood. All the things are seafood? Yeah, pretty much all of them are seafood, aren't I mean... They? There's ghost lobsters and ghost pelicans and ghost puffins. Are there puffins in Nova Scotia? Puffins are a Newfoundland okay. thing. Well, but we'll you know what is Nova thing. Scotian? Donairs. Ah, is there ghost donairs in this story? No. Oh. <laughs> But yeah, so we are going to travel to Halifax, Nova Scotia, again, and learn... You're welcome, Nova Scotia, for bringing you into this podcast a twice in a row. Right? Not twice in a row, but like two episodes in the first ten episodes is pretty it's good. pretty good. It's pretty yeah. good. You should like, feel very honored right now, Nova Scotia. We haven't even covered anything from our own province yet. And yeah, right? Where's our Nova Alberta Sco- spooky story? Nova Scotia is in here twice. So, traveling to Nova Scotia, I just want to make a note that when I was doing research for this episode, because I was like, this coming out on the 23rd, I really want to do like a Christmas episode, all the spooky shit that I could find was in Nova Scotia. There's that word again. That's it. Nova Scotia. No other province, (laughs) just Nova Scotia. Just Nova Scotia. Yeah. So... Y'all need to stop spooking at Christmas and just celebrate the holidays like normal people, okay? Yeah. So I found three or four stories um, and decided to just do one. So it might be a shorter episode, but we are going to do something a little fun with it, which I'm excited about. So are you ready to get into it? No. Why not? Because it's spooky. Well, yeah, but this is spooky stories. But I don't do spooky. But you've been doing it for nine episodes I do now. jelly bowls, bowls full of jelly and, and shaking my butt. Or wait, what, is, what does Santa do? Does he shake his butt like a bowl full of jelly? I think the word is gut. But oh, gotcha. Yeah. I just go into the story, okay? You know what? Like, I can't just make jokes all the time. Kay. Go ahead. So we're good to get into it? I guess. Okay. All right. <clears throat> "'Twas the night before Christmas in 1943, and something was stirring in the home of the Hilchies. Lewis, Ethel, and the kids tried to relax in their Eastern Passage cabin in Old Halifax. The children were nestled and ready to sleep, 
when the family heard three knocks, hollow and deep. While Lewis searched for the source of the knocks, Ethel tried to calm the children, all tranquility lost. Much to the disappointment of the children's whimsy, the sounds weren't Santa coming down the chimney. Following this night, strange activity began. The Hilchies couldn't explain it, but maybe someone can. Aside from the knocks, objects would move on their own, and the family washing machine moved alone in the home. A table was flipped on its own through the air. One time a pillow even hurled itself down the stairs. One day daughter Catherine was heating a pan when she watched an egg jump in the skillet with unseen hands. The activity was growing but couldn't be explained, and poor Ethel Hilchey began to complain. By New Year's Eve, she had finally tired and called on the police to help determine what transpired. She even brought in a male star reporter to witness the activity and write to support her. The police had no luck trying to find out the culprit, but the reporter witnessed activity and chose to divulge it. They saw a pair of scissors open and close by themselves while sitting across the room on an untouched shelf. Another reporter, while speaking with the missus, experienced some creepy and crazy flying dishes. A kettle full of water was sitting on the stove when it picked itself up and then crashed on the floor. The exact same reporter did not hesitate to report on some soup that he saw levitate. He watched as a box of soap flakes flew down the stairs, an alarm clock flew from a dresser without care. These manifestations increased over time. The poltergeist was starting to get kind of out of line. The pillows that flew soon became hammers, causing a large disturbance amongst all the clamor. Poor Mrs. Hilchey became the new victim, and the pains that she suffered, the ghost did inflict them. While she walked down the stairs, her foot it was grasped. Down the stairs she did tumble, and it ended in a cast. Animals sensed there was something not right. They would sit at the front door and howl day and night. By now it was the spring of 1944, and the Hilchies kept saying, no more, no more. Dr. Thomas L. Garrett was tired of these folks, and the paranormal investigator wanted to see if it was a hoax. During his visit with the Hilchies and children, he experienced activity right there in the kitchen. A teapot decided to fly off its hook, whizzing right past poor Gladys, leaving her shook. The doctor concluded the ghost was for real and revolved around Catherine, which wasn't ideal. Garrett decided the girl was a psychic. There's nothing she could do and the family didn't like it. Not much else is known about this strange mystery, so this story is just part of weird Canadian history. Wow. Yeah. That is so neat. That is the Look story. Look at that. Like, she did a whole poem, <laughs> guys. Come on, let's give it up for Kaya here. <laughs> So yeah, so I wanted to do something different. Uh, so in the spirit of Christmas, you got the story as a Christmas poem. Oh, instead. Christmas gift just for me about yeah. spooky stuff that happens in the hill cheese. Now I could tell through my speaking that you had things you wanted to say and ask. And act out. And act out. So do you want to just talk about it or do you want to go through this like section by section and... We can go through it section by yeah. section. So, okay. So, the Hilchies were like your typical family that was just yeah. kind of trying to dream about sugar plums. Yeah, exactly. Right. And stuff like that. Hanging and out then, in their house. Instead of ready for bed. Instead of having some reindeer on top of the roof, and like Tim Allen having to go out there, and it turns out that he's <laughs> actually the Santa Claus because he killed the guy. Yep. It turns out that they have a ghost. 
a poltergeist, actually. A poltergeist. The German ghost. The, the noisy, noisy ghost. German ghost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. And so this poltergeist is just like throwing shit around. Like that's mm-hmm. all he does. Like that's yep. dangerous. He's throwing right. hammers. He's throwing Playing teapots. With scissors. Levitating the soup. Yeah. Like it's not done yet. <laughs> no. You gotta wait. <laughs> um. So the story about that soup is apparently like the reporter was sitting in. In the kitchen with like Ethel and Catherine and just some, like a news reporter, like, yeah, just like a news reporter. This is reporter. Sharon Stone reporting yep. live at the um, scene. Was just like having a conversation, asking them questions about things that have been going on, and this bowl of soup just like picked bowl up. Bowl of soup or pot of soup? It was a bowl of soup. Okay, so, so it, it was ready. Yeah, it was ready. Um, so this bowl of soup was just like picked up off the table mm-hmm. and then dumped in Catherine's lap. Was it still hot? I'm assuming it was probably she sue that damn warm ghost. at least. <laughs> she could have suffered some burns. She could have. I it didn't say in the story if she did or not, but uh, yeah, yeah. That's not cool. Warm bowl of soup dumped in her lap by unseen forces. What kind of soup was it? I didn't specify. Because I feel like that would ruin my day if it was soup. But like, right? Could you imagine if it was worse. like tomato soup? Yeah, I think tomato soup would be the worst. Yeah. Honestly, like if it was like, you know, one of them beefy, chunky soups, it would be like, Maybe okay, so just bad. get all those chunks everywhere yeah. and stuff. But like tomato soup, it's like, oh, man. Yeah, exactly. Even chicken noodle would have been better. Yeah. So 1943, Eastern Passage, which is like a suburb of Halifax, uh, the strange stuff started happening to the Hilchies. Um, so it was Christmas Eve, and they were all getting ready to go to bed when they heard three deep knocks coming from, yeah, coming from somewhere. Um, so Lewis, who was the man of the house, the only man of the house, um, went to search for where these knocks were coming from. Uh, couldn't find anything. Couldn't find anything but, like, thrown hammers and teapots and shit. Well, that didn't start right away. Okay. Uh, so it started with the knocks, and then I guess, like, nothing really happened for a couple days, and then things started happening. Uh, so, like, objects moving, there's, like I said... So they still got to have a nice Christmas. They still had a nice Christmas. So, like, December... The poltergeist was like, eh, I'll leave you alone for, like, Christmas and Boxing Day. You can have your family time. I feel like he was. it was just, like, the ghost of the Grinch, and he was just throwing presents everywhere. It's like, you can take your stupid Christmas and shove it! <laughs> uh, not quite. They Maybe, did like, get to have, like, a relaxing Christmas. So it was just three knocks, and then they had Christmas... And Christmas dinner. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, yes, shit, I was supposed to haunt you guys. Yeah. And then basically. he started throwing stuff everywhere. Basically. Maybe he didn't get what he wanted for Christmas. Maybe. Or maybe the gift sucked. That's possible, too. Yeah. Maybe he's mad at I the I get parents. pretty angry when my Christmas gifts suck, so I feel it. I, I get that. Thankfully, I've never seen that before <laughs> because I'm a good gift giver, maybe. You're pretty good, yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah. cool. Uh, so, yeah, so... After Christmas, things started happening. Um, the washing machine would, like, just move. Like, it basically, like, walked itself across the room that it was in. That happens sometimes with older washing machines, though. Right, which I was like, was that a poltergeist or was that just the machine moving? I remember when I was, like, younger, 
um, growing up, my mom and I lived in this apartment and we didn't have like a laundry room. So we just had this washing machine that we would like roll out of the hallway into the kitchen and hook it up to the sink. And I remember how much that washing machine shook. Like she would have to like put blocks or something under it so it wouldn't like move across the kitchen floor and scratch it what i think though in this story is that there wasn't laundry being done at the time yeah there's a scene in the simpsons from like the old good seasons where they're like oh our washing machine's broken it keeps like shaking all over the place and same with our dryer so then like homer's like setting up like a cockfighting ring basically in the basement (laughs) where he's like place your bets which one's gonna win the dryer or the washer see the hill cheese could have just made money off of this they weren't they weren't prepared for that exactly like come to our haunted house ten dollars yeah yeah if he had decided to haunt them at halloween that would have been much more profitable for them right like who wants to see ghosts Around Christmas and New Year's. Apparently Halifax. Apparently. (laughs) So, yeah. So, there's also reports of the table being flipped upside down. Pillows being just, like, casually flung down the stairs. I like that it's pillows. Yeah. Because those are, like, really nice and soft. And it's like, is that a warning shot? But then they're just being, like, violently thrown down the stairs. And you're like, oh, maybe pillows aren't good. (laughs) Then we go and talk about, so one of the daughters, Catherine, she was heating up a frying pan one day, and the egg just, like, was picked up from the counter or the carton, I don't know, and just, like, thrown in the pan by nobody. Wait, with the shells and everything? Yeah. Like, the ghost didn't pick out the shells? No, the ghost didn't crack it nicely to be like, oh, you want to make an omelet? Here, let me help. He was just like, here, it's your brain on drugs. Yeah. Basically, yeah. Um, But inside the pan instead of smashing it with the pan. Oh. Yeah. So New Year's Eve comes around. Ethel, the mom, she was just, like, sick of everything. So she's like, oh, maybe there's just, like, maybe it can be explained. So let's call in the police. I don't know. Like, anytime anybody calls police in in our stories, like, it doesn't help. No, I don't (laughs) imagine that. They can never find anything. Um. And so she brought in the police, but she also brought in reporters. Did she serve some soup to the police? Because that would have been a- the soup was definitely served to the. Reporter. Get your levitating soup here, <laughs> only at the Elchies. Um. So, anyways, so the cops had no luck finding who was doing this because it's a freaking poltergeist, like. What you gonna find? Also, nineteen forty-three. Were we all dealing with like a war? I mean, yeah. <laughs> did, wasn't the war, like, just over? Or did it start? Oh, God. I don't know. It books. was World War Two in and around there somewhere. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure it ended in 1944. Yeah. So, like... Yeah, so, um, like, they had bigger problems to worry about than your dumb haunted yeah. house. So, Ethel and Louis Hilchey are like, oh, we've got something happening here. Who are you going to call? Apparently, the Halifax police who don't know what they're doing. Um, Clearly not Ghostbusters. Aren't trained to... Uh, to deal with poltergeists so they had no luck they couldn't find a source so off they go uh but the reporters stuck around they came back a couple different times they actually experienced activity themselves so one reporter saw like the pair of scissors that the poltergeist was playing with another one saw the flying soup they also experienced dishes flying all over the place full kettle that was on the stove and was being heated up to make a pot of tea, just was, like, picked up and thrown on the floor. Man. Yeah. Well, their guys are, like, little children. Basically. They're just like, I don't want this. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're like petulant children. Jerk. The same reporter also saw like a box of soap flakes. Apparently. I think some of our friends have poltergeists at their house. Mm-hmm. We have a few. Yep. Um, so they saw like a box of soap flakes fly down the stairs. An alarm clock flew from a dresser. This is not the brand I like. Right. I asked for borax, not this off-brand shit. Yeah, so the manifestations got worse and worse. Pillows turned to hammers. So there's hammers flying around now, not just pillows. Yeah, that's a lot worse than Um, pillows. Like, think about it. Like, you throw a hammer down the stairs, like, you're going to, like, go right through the freaking drywall. You would think so, right? Like, you're going to cause damage, for sure. I don't know when drywall was invented, so I don't know if that was, like, a thing in 1940. We're very bad with the whole, like, when Um, things were invented, when the World War II. I mean, that's not really that important to our story, right? It's not. This is supposed to be a Christmas story, so when does Santa come in? (laughs) We, we're past Santa. Oh, okay. Yeah. So then the poltergeist moved on from just moving things to moving people and grabbed Mrs. Hilchie's leg while she was walking down the stairs one day and she took a tumble and sprained her ankle and yeah. So then it moved from objects to people, which is never, never no. a good sign. So what did they do? So like I said... There isn't a lot that can actually be found about this story, but they did have a paranormal investigator come from the States. His name was Dr. Thomas L. Garrett. Um, He came because he thought that their stories were maybe a hoax. He was really well known. Paranormal investigator thought that their stories were a hoax. So this paranormal investigator was really well known for, like, catching people trying to, like, pull off a hoax. Huh. This is what he was well known for. So he came to see if this was actually happening or not. While he was there, he saw activity happen. So, again, teapot just was, like, picked off. So I guess they had, like, their teapots on hooks just to, like, store them. Yeah. Uh, the teapot was, like, taken off the hook and just flung across the room right past one of their daughters, Gladys. So she was, like, almost hit. This poltergeist was just not happy. He probably wanted coffee, not tea. Yeah. He yeah. also didn't get the presents that he wanted for Christmas. He's right. like, I wanted a fire truck. Not a fire truck, David. Not a teapot. So things were happening, and I don't know what caused him to decide that Catherine was the source of this poltergeist because she was a psychic. Hmm. So very much like Dinah. So why didn't Catherine say anything? She's like, oh, yeah, no, I totally see that. That's Jerry. So Jerry's really upset she did. because of this. Um, they did say that she could see, like, a a presence, but didn't describe if it was, like, male, female, why Joel, it was. Like, yeah, demon. had no real idea, like, where, who, what, why. Didn't mm-hmm. know any of this. But, yeah, so it turns out she was a psychic and was the main cause of this, so the poltergeist was just, like, attached to her. And... She doesn't sound like a very good psychic. She didn't see this coming. Right? And, like, she didn't get the ghost the presence that it wanted. <laughs> or any presence, it sounds like. And now she's, like, haunted as shit. Yep, now she's haunted as shit. Uh, so there's not much about what happened after they found out that she was a psychic. I don't know if they moved. I don't know if they, like, sent her to an orphanage like poor Dinah was sent to. Um, not sure. 
So this story is just kind of like a piece of Canadian history that is hmm. unexplained and is just there. That's as Christmassy as it gets, folks. Yep. Here on Spooky Stories. Yeah, so well, I guess that's kind of our recap. So based on what I told you today in our story, if you had to give it a spooky rating out of 10, what would you give it? I would give it seven flying teapots out of 10 pillows. Perfect. Well, that's all I have for this. Wait, 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 wait. What? We haven't said our shout outs today. Oh, yeah. So we are excited that we finally have the opportunity to thank some of our fabulous listeners. Our wonderful and loyal listeners. Exactly. Uh, They left us reviews on Facebook. They share every episode that we put out. Uh, So we wanted to give you guys some shout outs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So who is the first one? Colby Bookart. Yay, Colby. Thank you so much for listening and for sharing. We truly appreciate it. Yeah, you're amazing. Yeah. Our second shout out is to Jesse Martin. Girl, you've been promoting us and saying nice things about us. So we're just so happy. Thank you so much for listening, Jesse. So we truly appreciate each and every one of you listening. If you want to shout out on one of our upcoming episodes, head to Facebook and leave us a review. Leave us a review. Or you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts if you use that to listen. Um, and yeah, we haven't really done this yet, but going forward, we would like to have all of you follow us on social media, have conversations with us. Uh, so you can find us on, on Facebook and Instagram. Facebook is... Spooky Stories Podcast, and so is Instagram. So go and find us, follow us, and have some conversations with us. Because we love you. Thanks for liking the podcast and, you know, like helping us do this. Yeah, and just kind of giving us the drive to continue writing these and recording these. Yeah, y'all are spooktacular. Yeah, so uh, I think that's all we have for today. So until next time, we want to thank you for listening, and we hope you... Keep it spooky. Ooh, oh, Christmas.